This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, Cardinal fans. I'm Ozzie Smith. Smith corks one into right down the line. It may go. You're listening to the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Go crazy, folks. Go crazy. Here's your host, Brett McMillan. How about it? Episode 11 here in 2019 for the Cardinals Insider Podcast. My name is Brett McMillan, and it is good to have you with us here today. Coming at you for the 11th time, as I mentioned, and we've had a lot of fun the last couple weeks. I mean, I'm looking at the guest list, and we've talked to Luis Clemente, Roberto Clemente's son, Cardinals third base coach Pop Warner. He talked base running. Last week, we took you to the Bob Gibson Way Ceremony. You heard from Bob Gibson and some St. Louis dignitaries. This year we've also had a flashback Friday with Woody Williams, some really interesting insights on the 2000s Cardinals in there. Oliver Marmol, I mean Paul DeYoung and his agent, Burton Rocks, John Mosellock led off the year, and that's not even all the episodes that we've had in 2019. So it's been an awesome year so far on the show. We really have uh, been fortunate and blessed to be able to bring you some of the guests that we have, and we thank you to you for listening to this point. The reason I bring all this up is I was just thinking about that, uh, some some kind of different and varied types of guests so far this year from both the Cardinals teams of present and of past. And if you've missed any of them, wherever you get your podcast, you can scroll back through. You can also check out cardinals.com slash insider. That's what we do every week on the program. We talk about Cardinals baseball. It is all Cardinals baseball for 30-some-odd episodes every Tuesday during the Cardinals season until the team is no longer playing. And then we just pop in here and there in the winter. Uh, No schedule to that. Just, hey, be subscribed, and you never know who you might hear from or what you might hear about during the winter time as well. So it's been fun. We're in our third season here. Whether it's your first time or whether you've listened every time, we appreciate you checking out the show. I'm excited about today's guest because I think for a lot of people, he's going to be a little off the radar. But for hardcore fans, they're going to know him. And either way, he's somebody that's definitely worth knowing about. And that is Assistant General Manager Moises Rodriguez. He took that title of Assistant GM in September of 2017 just shortly after Michael Gersh was promoted from assistant GM into his current post as senior vice president and general manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. Moy, as he's called, the nickname, uh, he has been working in a couple different capacities in baseball in his time. He started out in 1998 at the league office, and he's been with the Cardinals here for about a decade or so, was the director of international operations before the international director, I guess, would be the official title, before becoming assistant GM. He has helped cultivate the Cardinals' footprint as far as talent identification and acquisition overseas, specifically in the Caribbean and South America. So guys that you see on the field, in fact, he's going to talk about some of them, like Carlos Martinez. Guys that you see and are very familiar with from the big league roster, Moises had a role in getting them into the organization and developing them to the point 
where they were ready to be impact players on the Major League roster. So I hope that you enjoy this. We dig in with Cardinals assistant GM Moises Rodriguez. We'll get to that in just one moment, but want to remind you that Star Wars Night is returning to Bush Stadium. It is always a popular theme night. This year it's coming at us on Wednesday, June 5th. Fans who purchase a special theme ticket receive their very own Star Wars-inspired Cardinals jersey, featuring the birds on a lightsaber. It also has that St. Louis script with the birds sitting on a blue lightsaber. Get your Star Wars night tickets at cardinals.com slash theme. It's a pullover jersey, white, kind of like the 80s Cardinals uniform, except it's that lightsaber instead of of a bat. So kind of a neat item, and it's always been a popular theme night. You can, again, get your tickets at cardinals.com slash theme. All right, let's go. Moises Rodriguez, the assistant general manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, and he's our guest today on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. Moises, uh, thanks for your time today. Excited to have you. Thanks, bro. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start out with this, because for a lot of fans, they might not know, as assistant GM, you've held that job since the fall of 17. What does that entail? Well, I work across different departments, but my main responsibility is really to help Mo and Gersh with our major league team. That includes uh, engaging other assistant GMs in trade conversations, reaching out to them to see what interests Uh, they may have in some of our players or or some interest that we may have in their players. Contributing to uh, player acquisition, conversations, ideas on how we can improve our ball club, Uh, a lot of internal debate when that occurs and analyzing other organizations' players to provide some of those ideas from Owen Gersh. Uh, Contract negotiations, mostly the pre-arbitration, arbitration eligible players that we control. I'll negotiate uh, a good amount of those with with agents and and player moves. Every time we make a player transaction, there's a chain of events that takes place, whether that's uh, filing the transaction with the league office or communicating with people internally or when when players are going to arrive at Memphis if you send a player down. And those sorts of transactions I'm I'm also very uh, heavily involved in. That's a job a lot of people would love to have. Is it the kind of job you grew up wanting? Did you want to work in a front office? Or tell me about your kind of early going in this path. Well, I, I grew up very passionate about sports in general. And I, I gravitated toward baseball and really got into the, the nuances of baseball and, and following strategy. And I did fantasy and knew every lineup of, of every major league organization. I. I fell in love with it, and, and from early on, I knew I wanted to do something in sports. Little by little, I started gravitating toward baseball, and yes, I'm very fortunate to, to hold this position and, and something that I grew up loving. Your first job in the game was at the league office. You kind of got that big overview of the entire sport. How has that helped as you now are working for a, a specific club? Well, it, it set a good foundation for me. I worked there for 10 years and learned a lot about rules and compliance and how all 30 teams operate. Uh, that's how I got to know uh, Mo and Jeff Luno at the time. But it, it set a good foundation for me. I, I got exposed to scouting early on there and carried that over here with the Cardinals where I further developed my scouting skills. 
So yeah, it gives you a little bit of uh, background on how things work broadly, and it definitely uh, lent a hand. You were the international director for the Cardinals before you stepped into your current role. What did that role entail, and kind of how does that prepare you for what you do today? Well, overseeing the international operations department um, took a lot of juggling. We basically focus on, on evaluating international players, amateur, younger players uh, across the world, mostly in Latin America. I oversaw our player development facility in the Dominican Republic where when we sign players that's where they first get introduced to professional baseball and it's basically step one of their player development process and from there they graduate on to the U.S. and hopefully keep progressing. So between scouting and, and having an eye on our player development facility down in the Dominican Republic, it, it kept me busy. Other teams have gone to that kind of academy format down in the DR. We're not used to that here in the States. Why is that proven to kind of be a thing that works for teams down there? Well, the Dominican Republic produces a ton of talent and all 30 organizations have a facility where they're able to sign kids at a very early age at 16 years old and sort of nurture them in, in a professional controlled baseball environment until they are ready to progress to minor league baseball in the U.S. That could be by providing nutrition, it could be by providing classroom support, learning how to speak English, cultural assimilation, uh, polish up their raw baseball skills <laughs> so they can get up to par and, and compete with some of the high school kids that they're going to be playing alongside in, in the U.S. So th those facilities are important for development because we are as an industry signing players at a very, very early age. When you kind of first got involved down there and getting it going and seeing more teams come in and it kind of become a thing that's happening in baseball, what's the satisfaction with saying like, yeah, I've helped cultivate this and kind of bring it to where it is today? Well, it became a very competitive environment. It, it used to be not, that not all 30 organizations competed at the level that they're competing at, at now. So for me, I viewed, we viewed it as a uh, competitive advantage to try to improve our conditions, our coaching personnel, our support programs. All that was going to give us an advantage to develop and, and produce players. So we, we needed to stay ahead to be able to compete in, in that environment. Now there's guys that come from other countries in Latin America or South America that end up at that academy. Where's kind of the footprint of places that you guys look at uh, talent-wise maybe in South America? Well, it's mostly in the Dominican Republic and Venezuela. Those are the two biggest uh, producers of talent in, in the world. Internationally, uh, we have scouts in Mexico and Panama and Colombia. We've got several cross-checkers that bounce around and and evaluate, I, I do as well. I still keep a, a pulse on, on that side of things. And yeah, so our headquarters in the Dominican Republic and everyone that we sign internationally, that's their first stop. How do you guys even locate, okay, I wanna go see this player in whatever country it might be? Because in the States, people are familiar with, okay, maybe you get on the internet, you're seeing a guy play high school, college ball, but it's a different situation in, in other countries. Well, we have scouts on the ground locally. We've got five in the Dominican Republic, four in Venezuela, and one in each of Panama, Mexico, those countries that I mentioned. And really, their, their jobs are to filter talent. They see a lot of players and their job is to filter talent so when we go cross-check them, evaluate them, 
they've already got a foundation of what, what they can do. They've seen at bats, they've seen innings pitched, and those are the people down in the trenches that we really depend on to, to bring us what we eventually sign. You see a guy from the time you identify him or that the staff identifies him, and a lot of the time you see him here to the field at Bush Stadium. What's your favorite part of that process, just seeing a guy mature, maybe even from 16 years old, to becoming a big league baseball player? Well, it's a long road to the big leagues. We talk about signing players at 16 years old and then getting here to Bush Stadium in their early to mid-20s. That, that's a long path. But the gratifying part is signing them with natural ability and supporting their development, helping them progress. And if, if they're fortunate enough to make, make it to the big leagues and reach Bush Stadium, that's, that's the ultimate gratification is, is seeing uh, that, that path taken and, and reached. A couple different roles for you with the Cardinals. You've been here now, I think, right around a decade. Is there a favorite moment that you've experienced as a member of the organization? Well, the, there's several. Us being in the World Series two times during my year here, that, that's a highlight that I think all of us share in a moment. We all uh, cherish. But personally, probably the first time I saw Carlos Martinez pitch, and again, he had come through our program. He was a highly touted prospect. We had some difficulty getting him into the country, and to see him turn into a polish contributor of this organization and watching him pitch in Milwaukee. I, I wasn't there <laughs> in person, but I did see him on TV and, and watching that moment meant, meant a lot. It's a hard journey to do what you do to, to make it in this game and to be successful. So for you, as you've gone through it, coming to where you are now, what's the most important maybe experience or piece of advice that you've been given that's kind of contributed to your development into a, a baseball executive? Well, the way I would answer that is I sports and baseball has always been a passion of mine and there's a lot of competition for these jobs so the putting in the hard work to reach this level was definitely not easy but it made that part of it that much more uh, that much more simple for me and as far as advice that we've gotten that we get as professionals is keep, keep working that sounds very simple uh, but work ethic was instilled in me at a very early age and, and throughout college and early on in my professional career. It's something that I've, I've always followed and, and hope that it leads to good results. Back at our Bush Stadium studios. Hope that you enjoyed that talk with Moy. He's a great guy and really is important in what happens with this organization. He is the assistant GM, but has a big role in helping to shape what happens with the Major League roster even now. And as we talked about in our discussion, he's been shaping what happens and what gets here onto the field in St. Louis for quite a few years. He's an important guy to know, and I hope you enjoyed getting to know him here on the program today. If you're a teacher, I also think that you would enjoy Teacher's Night. We're calling all teachers to kick off your summer vacation right here at Bush Stadium. Teacher's Night is Tuesday, June the 4th, and fans purchasing a special-themed ticket receive an exclusive Teacher's-inspired Cardinals shirt. 
Get your tickets now at cardinals.com slash theme. It's kind of that baseball tee style, gray body, a navy blue. Maybe it's black, but I think it's navy blue, arms and shoulders. The bird's on the bat, but instead of cardinals in script across the chest, it says teachers in that familiar kind of cardinals-looking font, which actually isn't a font, by the way. I found that out a couple weeks ago. It is hand-drawn, but it says teachers. Looks kind of to be the same uh, style as cardinals would normally be. That's a neat item, and again, it is on the evening of June the 4th, 7-15, first pitch against Cincinnati. You can get your tickets at cardinals.com slash theme. That's it for the program today. You can like us, rate us, review us. It helps the program if you do that on Apple Podcast or anywhere else that you get your podcast including cardinals.com slash insider. Really appreciate the streams, listens, downloads, however you take in the show. Thank you for doing that. Also, you can email us, podcast, with an S at cardinals.com. Any thoughts that you might have, comments, uh, criticisms, things that you like, or perhaps maybe a guest that you've thought, hey, I would really like to hear person X, Y, or Z. Drop me a line. I'd love to hear about it. Podcast with an S at cardinals.com. From Moises Rodriguez and everybody else who helps make this program possible, my name is Brett McMillan. Been good to hang out with you, as always, and we'll talk to you next Tuesday on the Cardinals Insider Podcast. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.